Come, Holy Spirit. Kindle in us the fire of your love. Open the eyes of our hearts and see through them. Open our lips and speak through them. Set our souls on fire. Please be seated. Well, good morning. Good morning. It's an awesome day in the neighborhood. In the household of God. We have a baptism today. We're welcoming um, one of God's children into this family. Marla, this is your birthday in the household of God. Um, I, I think I think as you talk to people who've been at this for a while, you'll find out that to be a Christian and to be a follower of Christ has its challenges. Times when it's really hard to know and to do the things that Jesus wants us to do. We're grateful that God is a God of grace, a God of infinite grace. Because it is hard for us as humans living in this human world to always be who Jesus calls us to be. As much as we might try to be perfect, we make mistakes. We make mistakes. And we make amends. And we ask for forgiveness. We pray for presence of the Holy Spirit to help us persevere in faith. We've been in the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John for weeks now on the Bread of Life discourse. And the more Jesus talks, the more he tells us about this Bread of Life, the more confused people get, the more upset they get with what he's saying, and now it comes to a head where there are some people who find his way too hard to understand and too hard to follow. And the text tells us that those who follow to this point now start falling away. They start to leave. And I think, honestly, a lot of us can, can talk about in our own lives those times when things have become really hard. And not that we necessarily have left the faith community, but we've left that first love. We've left that Lord that we want to know and to serve, and we've followed some other way. Not loving as purely as we should, not giving as freely as we should, not really truly being who Jesus calls us to be. Because it's hard. It's hard. And I think the disciples come to this point where they're watching other people leave and they have to make a decision. There's a choice to be made. Do we go with the crowd? Do we go with those who quit believing and quit following? Or do we trust? That even if we do not understand, we trust, we trust, and we know that God's grace will be with us come what may. It's a story of an entertainment firm had put on these big extravaganzas and, and it just kind of run through everything they could possibly think about doing and their business was in decline. And then they heard about this funambulist. You've heard of Funambulist before? <laughs> a funambulist who made a huge name 
for his act in Europe. And they said, we need to get this funambulist to come and perform for us. And perhaps that will revive our business. Funambulist. Nambulus ambulare is Latin for to walk. The first part of that is funus, which is Latin for rope. A funambulist is a right, a rope walker, okay? A tightrope walker. And you know, if you put it up at a high a high place and there's a huge drop, that's where the fun comes in. That's the excitement, right, of watching somebody high above trying to cross this road. So they got this funambulist, this tightrope walker, to come. They said, well, this is great. Let's do something that's a huge extravaganza. Let's set up a tightrope across Niagara Falls and sell tickets to this extravaganza. A lot of people wondering what happens if the person falls. Will they make it across? And so his first passage across, he has the pole that he's using, and they're watching, and he makes it all the way across the falls, and the people are delighted. It's an absolutely amazing spectacle. But he's not done yet. He puts on a blindfold, and then he comes back across the falls. like pushing his luck there. But the people are just stunned by how great this guy is, and the owners of the business are going, this is fantastic, we're going to draw a crowd from everywhere, wait till the press gets out, this is going to save our business, this guy is wonderful. So he gets back across doing it blindfolded, and now he puts the pole down, and he walks back again, third trek across, now blindfolded, makes it to the other side, and people go, wow, this is incredible, what's he going to do next? He grabs a wheelbarrow, and he comes back toward the people on the other side with this wheelbarrow blindfolded with the wheelbarrow. And makes it all the way over and, and then he, he asks some questions for him. He goes, do you think I can make it to the other side with this wheelbarrow blindfolded? Do you think I can make it back across with this wheelbarrow blindfolded? And they said, well, yeah, we, we think you can do that. Well, why do you think I can do that? Well, because we saw you do it. So you believe I can do it? Yeah, we believe you can do it. Okay, get in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to get in? <laughs> Who's going to get in? You see, these disciples have been following with Jesus. They've seen him do these wonderful signs turns water to wine, raises the dead, does all these things. They've seen all that. They go, oh yeah, we trust you. Get in the wheelbarrow. See, it's come to that point where they really have to trust. Because they don't understand what he is saying. What's all this stuff about flesh and blood? That's offensive. What is he talking about? This is life? What is that? And you know what? Other people don't believe anymore. It's like maybe he's gone too far. He's asked too much. And they quit following. <clears throat> but if you think about the things that he said, there are a number of things that Jesus says to us that are hard. That are hard. There is no greater love than this. 
to lay down your life for another person. And he shows us what that looks like. And he invites us to follow his way of giving your very life for the sake of another person. That is hard. To the rich young man who has such an incredible wealth, he told that rich young man, yeah, you've done everything else, and I know that's hard to do all that. You know what? you got one more thing to do. Why don't you take all of your possessions, everything you have, sell all of it, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. Do you think that was hard? And you think about those things that Jesus calls us to do, and he's not easy. He's not easy. We have this image of Jesus as this loving Messiah, and yeah, that's what he is, but his way is a hard way. And it's a way that we don't always understand, and we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. But yet he tells us, trust me. Trust me. Get in the wheelbarrow. Get in, and I will take you there. I will take you there. See, they had a choice. They had a choice. It's always about choices. It's always about choices. I think most of us know the kind of people we're supposed to be. I think we know those things. But in the reality of our lives, we sometimes fail to live up to what we know we're supposed to be. We know that we're supposed to be loving and kind. We know that. And we know that everybody that we encounter, our first response to them should be full of grace, full of love, full of kindness, full of care for their well-being, not for what we can get from them. We know that should be our first response. But we carry a lot of hurt around. We carry a lot of hurt. And so sometimes our knowing that we're supposed to be loving towards someone is an incredibly hard thing to do because the first thing that comes out of us is not love something else. Something else. It's hard. It's hard. We know that we say things like all good things come from God and all the time, talent, treasure we have is from God. At the 8 o'clock service, you know, of thine own have we given thee. Right? We admit that, that everything is God's. And we should be generous with our giving. Jesus gave everything he had. We should be like that, giving everything freely. But yet we know in the way the world has shaped us and our concerns, it's hard for us sometimes to trust. To trust that we can be more generous. It's a hard, hard thing to do. We know that the prophets in the Old Testament were constantly criticizing their leaders for injustice, for the treatment of the poor, for the indifference to human suffering, for those who are comfortable not being concerned enough, for those who didn't have their fair share. And we know sometimes it can be incredibly hard for us with all the concerns we have in our lives, the way we struggle with our concerns, for us to have compassion for others. We know it can be a hard thing. when we recognize where we've come up short, 
when we admit that we have not been the people we are supposed to be. We hear again Jesus saying, okay, get in the wheelbarrow, and I will take you there. It's what I will do, not what you will do. And remember that God is a God of forgiveness and reconciliation and grace, and we count upon that grace to make up for the things we can't do ourselves. Julie, Stacy, God has given you this precious child. It's going to be really hard for her to follow and to be a Christian in the world that we live in. Remind her always of God's love for her and God's grace to always forgive and to always forgive. That she might be an example for us of who she is.